This is The Edge of Parenthood, your expectations meets reality look into preparing for parenthood. From parents who are on the journey with you, I'm your host, Emma Wilson. Welcome back. Thank you. And I can't believe it's been like 12 weeks already, almost 13. Yeah, isn't that amazing? You've been a mum for 13 weeks. Yes. Crazy. Can you tell us a little bit about your baby boy, who was a surprise baby boy, and how he arrived in the world? Yes, well, little Archer came at eight weeks on the dot. So I finished work on the Friday, finished gym on Friday, and was like, cool, I have about two weeks to myself because everyone says how overdue you go on the first so yeah, had all my hair appointments and nail appointments and everything booked for the following week. And then I went into labor at 9.30 at night on the Monday night. So I basically got like two and a half days to myself. Very textbook labor and birth. So it was waters broke at 9.30 at night. We went into the hospital at 12 a.m. just to get checked to make sure it was all good. Came home and labored back room and just told Brad to go to bed because he's not going to be able to do anything anyway and then I felt pressure down below so we went back in at about 4am I was already fully dilated and then he arrived at about 6.26 in the morning so it was quite a fast labour and only about 20 minutes of pushing and I only used a TENS machine which um, turned out really great yeah it was sort of like stock standard really birth which I could I wouldn't change anything about it it was very I was very happy with how it went and my recovery was so quick I think because I didn't have any uh, stitches or anything like that as well so and I think working out right up until three days before definitely helped with my recovery as well so yeah we did oh bless you so <laughs> on the ground um yeah we didn't know we were having a boy uh, so it was a surprise and so it was like special for brad to announce it when he was born which it was all very like oh my god he's the baby's born sort of thing so that was very exciting and he you know it was very healthy weight and everything for my size of a person and yeah, it's just been really nice to get to know him amazing and when he was born was archer always the name that he was going to be as a boy or did you have to pick between a few names we had that name and that was the one that we were going with if it was a boy and i think it's kind of funny i always thought i was having a girl but it's funny because we like we picked a boy name quite easily we're like yep we both like that one it's really easy and there was no contenders whereas the girl names were like oh yeah I guess that one like I suppose so it's kind of like maybe subconsciously I always knew it was a boy (laughs) yeah we read into all these things for sure (laughs) oh so it sounds like everything went so smooth and yeah like you said textbook from your birth experience is there anything any one thing that you would tell another expecting mum I think just trust yourself and trust your body and know that you can do it because it's such a mindset thing, I think. So if you go in and say, yep, I can do this, you're not scared or anything like that, I think that completely changes the outcome to what it can be. So just like trust your body, trust yourself and do a little bit of preparation so you sort of know what you're in for. Arch is going to have a say throughout this whole conversation, but that's fine. He's very sweet. (laughs) And then the breastfeeding journey, how has that been for you? 
Well, at the start, it was quite well in the hospital. Um, he was quite a tired feeder, um, so that took a bit of work. So we stayed a couple of nights extra, and afterwards, it was like I felt like it was going well. My milk supply came in. He was latching really well and feeding pretty much like obviously I'd feed on demand, and it was within like three hours all the time, but. Like in the last, what do you see, 13 weeks now. So from about five weeks old, the child maternal health nurse was a bit worried about his weight. So that's been an ongoing roller coaster. And now we're currently on a feeding plan after a few nights stay in the pediatrician ward at the hospital. So it's a lot of expressing, putting a little bit of formula in my milk just to make sure he's getting extra calories to gain weight. Um, we've had a bit of a breast refusal recently because he's getting so used to the bottles and it's a lot easier for him because he also has a floppy larynx. So it means that's why his breathing can be so loud. If you can hear it on the video, it's harder for him to suck because he needs to take a little bit of time to gain his breath back. So I think the bottles make it a lot easier compared to waiting for all the letdowns to come through breastfeeding. So Still very much breastfeeding, um, sort of mixed feeding, I guess, as you would say. So it's become a bit more of a chore than um, just that normal feeding. Um, I was really enjoying breastfeeding, but now it's kind of like, oh, got to pump and got to get the bottle heated up if he doesn't want my breast. But we're still managing. And I think it's like we're going on Wednesday for a weight check-in. So Hopefully he's going to wait. He seems a bit chubbier, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's good news. And have you found you've been able to access a good amount of support for help with his feeding troubles? Yeah, definitely. Like my maternal child health nurse is a lactation consultant as well. So she's very helpful and has offered a few different um, ways of doing things. Like at the start, he wasn't very good with bottles. So we used the supply line and that worked for a little bit until he got used to the bottles. A lot of my friends are very supportive. Got a midwife friend who's excellent and mum friends who just give their advice and their just support as well. So it's never like I've I haven't felt like I wanted to give up or it's too overwhelming. Like I'm very much still coping because I think everyone around me and obviously my husband is very supportive as well. Speaking of Brad, how have you two navigated the fourth trimester together um, and learning to become parents together? Well, Brad's definitely exceeded expectations, I think. like It probably sounds like I had low expectations. <laughs> like he's just been very supportive and always checking in to make sure I'm still doing okay especially like say if we've had the breast refusal and that's been a bit more of a challenge or especially at the start when we're both learning what the hell is going on Brad would just step in and go do the dishes or take the spewy clothes to the wash and just step in on a lot of house duties that he probably wouldn't normally previous to baby and you know he takes care of Archer just as much as I do like obviously when he's home so you know if I need a shower he's looking after Archer it's not like a like tag you're it kind of thing he just does he just parents (laughs) amazing (laughs) sounds like it's been kind of almost seamless for you guys slotting into those roles Yeah, it's been really nice. And now that Arch is a lot more interactive with like smiling and cooing and everything like that, I think Brad's like enjoying it a lot more too because 
obviously in the early days you're trying to work out what his cries mean and you can't work it out and it's just like why are you screaming um but now he's in a bit more of a routine and interactive so I think Brad feels that connection a bit more being a dad it's not as instant as the mum yeah and did he end up having uh like one or two weeks off after Archer arrived how did that look for you guys yeah, so he had the two weeks straight up. So once I had him, he yeah had two weeks off work. And at the time, he works at a winery, so um, it was vintage. So it worked out that he had about two and a half weeks off with the shift that he was on anyway. And then it was probably another month and a half of shift work, which means he got four days off every four days. So it kind of worked out really nicely that he would spend more time at home than if he was working his normal shift throughout the year, which is just Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. Now that Arch has been here for three months, I know you're getting back into a bit more of a routine with uh, what life looked like beforehand. How is the gym going? Gym's going good. So I started about two weeks ago now and just like really cruising into it. I only doing two days a week because the gym I go to is like a CrossFit. So each day is a certain workout and Wednesdays and Thursdays are more body work, uh, body weights and cardio. So I've just decided to go on those just to take it really easy. And the trainer there like is great at helping you change the workout to suit what you need so that's been good and the session I go to is nine o'clock which is Archer's like nap time usually so he sleeps the whole way through and it's been really good one day I couldn't go to the nine o'clock class so I went to the 4pm which my cousin came over and looked after him for the hour because Brad was still working because she's just great with babies and just loves helping out. So that was really helpful. Oh, amazing. And just good to like move the body and do something that feels a bit normal compared to what you used to do and do something for yourself as well um, rather than 24-7 Archer, <laughs> which I love being, obviously, <laughs> but it's just nice to have that little break. Mm-hmm. And I guess going back to the gym kind of ties in well to uh, like your identity and who you were before being a mum. And one of the things that you said was that you felt that your emotional intelligence was at a much better stage in kind of your personal development at this point in your life. I wanted to ask if that's had much of an impact on your experience of motherhood so far. Uh, I think definitely. I'm able to sort of recognize when I'm starting to get frustrated or, you know, one of like emotions like that, especially in the early days when you're tired, you're sleep deprived, like obviously sleep deprived still now, but you can cope a little bit better. You know, just taking that time to go, he's just a baby. He can only communicate by crying. Um, There's no point getting frustrated. Just take a couple of breaths and then work out what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And the same as communicating with other people like Brad or I had about seven straight weeks of visitors because my sisters and parents live in WA. So just trying to navigate speaking to them in a respectful manner as well when (laughs) short (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely has helped and like even Brad said uh, a few weeks ago he's like you're so patient I don't know if I could do that just because I know Archer just wouldn't go down one night or something and you've just got to keep trying and um, because if you're stressed he's just going to probably get even more worked up so it's worked so far. 
And has your journey with Archer's sleep been what you sort of anticipated from all the mum friends that you have and what you've heard? Yeah, I expected to be up quite a bit, especially in the early days, and there was nights that he just wouldn't get put down, so I slept propped up on a pillow in the bed so I wouldn't roll um, with him on my chest and he would sleep really quickly. Um, now he's a great sleeper, so um, I can put him to bed. He might go down a little bit and wake up, but then if the lights are all off, he'll put himself to sleep, which is awesome. The hard part now is because of the feeding plan, he has to get fed every three hours, so I've got to set alarms and wake him up. I'd sleep through the night if I didn't have <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> That's oh, dedicated parenting. Got to keep that baby fed. <laughs> So I hope uh, set some bad habits for him later on um, once we don't have to do the feeding plan, but we'll see. Yeah, just meeting his needs for what he needs right now. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned you've had lots of visitors over the last couple of months. Uh, how did you find setting or deciding what boundaries would be and setting them and enforcing them? Mm. Well, the deciding and enforcing them is two different things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't want visitors like the first day that we come home. Um, but so my mum, as soon as we rang to say Archer had been born, she changed her flights and come on that day. She didn't realise that you couldn't visit in the hospital, which I was so thankful for because it just meant, you know, it was just me and Brad. Um, so she was eager to see him after I'd stayed in the hospital. It was only two nights that I'd stayed in anyway. So when we came home, we had a couple of hours and then I had messaged her and my grandma to say, hey, you can come over if you like. So that was fine and like they brought heaps of food and things like that as well. Yeah, it was just kind of basically from that day, it was non-stop visits, which they were respectful in the way of they wouldn't come over unless I said, hey, come over at three o'clock or hey, I've had a rough night, don't come over today or something. Um, so that was okay. But it was just so hard to say no to people as well. And because my parents live in WA, they're all the way over here just to see me and Archer. I felt bad if I, like if they didn't see him for the day. Yeah, most days we'd be catching up with mum in some form. And then there was a couple of nights that I was just like absolutely exhausted. So I did say to like my mother-in-law or my mum, um, if they said, hey, can I come over? I said, actually, no, sorry, it can it be tomorrow or something just because I just wanted to spend time with Archer as well because it's so like that. It's so hard when you just like you're getting all these things from different angles, like they have to do tummy time and they do this and do that and you also just want to cuddle them. But then when visitors are over, they're just cuddling them. So it's just like, I just want a day with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I recall that one of your goals for parenthood was to just soak up your baby and just live in the moment. It sounds like the boundaries really helped you do that. Uh, eventually, yeah. And now that we are more just us two each day rather than visitors all the time because everyone's gone home or the excitement has kind of died down, we definitely are soaking up all the moments like there's certainly times that I'm like oh I need to put you down because I like need to get the bottles sanitized or something um, but a lot of the time we're just like cuddling and playing and especially now when he's so much so interactive it's just fun to watch him smile and look at things and 
just take it all in our stride as well. And knowing that you were planning on having about nine months off work, how are you feeling about the thought of what next year will bring? It's crazy because it's already been three months, so I only have six months left. (laughs) Yeah, one of my best friends is going back to work after she's had nine months off. Next month, she's going back, and I already feel like that's really fast, um, and I'm on the other side of it. So, like, for me personally, it will come around super quick, which I caught up with a friend from work who has a five-month-old, and we're like... Uh, our priorities are completely changed and like I couldn't give a single hoot about what's going on at work because I originally said to my boss, oh, new financial year, keep me in the loop of what's going on because there's a lot of change happening in the business. And now I'm kind of like, well, I don't really care because it's just <laughs> a different day. <laughs> yeah, like I said nine months, between nine and 12 months, there's so many developmental milestones that happen. I don't want to happen, that to happen at daycare, like you take his first step or something like that. So it's a lot of like mental, geez, is that what I want? But then also you go financially as well. Is it what we can do? Brad's quit his job recently and is going to go out on his own, which we think will be really successful. But doing that could lead to a financial hardship at some point in time as well. Um, that's just a realistic outlook on it. And then also just career-wise too. Not that I've been a super career-driven person. I've always tried to achieve it my career, but it's not like that's the driving point. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things to think about before going back and like how many days to do as well that's the challenge it's originally before I had Archer it's like yeah I'll go back four days like that will work and now it's "Mm, do I want to do that I enjoy my time with him did you feel that classic sort of feeling of thinking like oh it'll probably be boring with a baby like what are we really going to do anyway and now you're living it and it's it's great (laughs) it's more like at work um I had a lady on my team that was working three days part-time and to me that was kind of frustrating at times because it's like by the time she comes back to work she catches up and then she's off again and then to me it's like well if I'm doing that that's annoying but then at the same time well who cares (laughs) because there's so many other things that are important so yeah that's where that was Mm -hmm. coming from the bonding as well like there's so much more developing and bonding that you could do at that age and forever, basically. So you can always work again, whereas you can't get the time back again. Yeah. So that's like the real, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, so challenging. Um, but before then, you do have your US trip that you've been organizing. Yes. Um, how have you navigated preparing to take Archer? We've just been researching a lot as well. And one of my friends just went to Bali with her baby who will be the who was the same age that Archer will be. So just like any tips and tricks that she found. And I think now that we're in a bit of a routine, you can see what he might be like, but obviously that will be like a completely different person by then. So um, yeah, just booking what we can in advance um, that will suit a baby as well. Mm -hmm. One more question. What do you wish you could tell yourself before becoming a mum? Take it easy on yourself and let go of expectations, I suppose, just because 
I didn't have too many, like, this is what it's going to be like when being a mum or anything, or this is what he's going to be like. But it's still the expectations on how your day is going to go. So, hey, I want to complete this, this and this, but you might only get half of one of those things done or something, or expectations on how people will support you or, yeah, just anything to do with your life. Just sort of let it go and be happy with what you've got at the time. I think I've done Mm -hmm. reasonly okay to some degree because, Again, like there's lots of things that could make you quite anxious or upset, but like as long as you don't hold yourself too accountable to your old life, you won't, like you'll just be able to cope, I think. And is there anything else that you wanted to share in general about parenthood? Yeah, like enjoy it and have that support network around you because to be able to talk to my friends about what's going on or, you know, my cousin that can drop in and look after him or, yeah, just different ways of supporting you around. Um, It's just going to make the journey a whole lot easier for you, your partner and um, your baby as well. Oh, beautiful. Well, it's been so lovely to hear about Archer's first few months and about your experience of parenthood so far. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been exciting to share and yeah, it's definitely, it's funny what you think you'll be like and then yeah, obviously at the time everything changes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Edge of Parenthood. A quick note that this episode mentioned co-sleeping. Always check the Red Nose Safe Sleep Guidelines for how to do this safely. If you're currently expecting a baby, I hope you found this episode a helpful insight into the reality of early parenthood. And if you enjoyed Caitlin's story, you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts to hear more. You can also find us on Instagram at theedgeofparenthood.pod, which is also where you can get in touch if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening and tune in soon for our next episode.